Welcome to two minutes second The final story of our parsha is the war the Jewish people wage against their greatest enemy, the enemy of Hashem, the nation of Amalek. The concluding write this all down in the book, in the book of memory, in the Chronicles, the Sim Ba'ozni Yeshua, teach it in the ears of your predecessor Yeshua, because I will eliminate the memory of Amalek from beneath the heaven. The next passage is Moshe Rabbeinu building a Mizbeach, an altar, to express gratitude for the miracles. And the final passage of our parsha is by Yoimer, and he said, Ki yod al yutke, the Abishar's hand is upon his throne, there's going to be this war eternally in every single generation, we were going to fight Amalek. Rashi explains on this passage a few important things. First of all, Vayemer is Moshe Menu speaking. Kiyod al Kesyutke means Hashem swore. It was a special vow he made upon his holy throne, the Kisya Kavid. That means he raised his hand, so to speak, upon his throne. And then Rashi explains why does it say case and Yudke? Why doesn't it spell it Kise, which is the proper way of spelling the throne, as well as Yudke Vafke, the complete name of Hashem? And the answer Rashi says is because as long as Amalek is around, Hashem's throne is incomplete, Hashem, as well as Hashem's name is incomplete, then Rashi brings Psukim about the Gula that when we will eventually completely eradicate Amalek, that's when Hashem's throne will go back to being complete, as well as Hashem's name will be complete, and he brings Psukim that indeed we spell them properly. Now the Rebbe has a few simple questions on this Rashi. First of all, why does Rashi have to tell me that Vayoyimer is Moshe Benu speaking? This comes directly in connection with the earlier passage of Vayiv and Moshe, Moshe Benu built, and he said, so obviously it's Moshe Benu, as well as there's seemingly a much more literal way of explaining this pasuk, the way other Mefarshim do. Kiyod al kais yudke literally means Hashem's arm is on his throne. Rashi says Hashem's arm was upon or above his throne. He made a swear, a vow. There are other Mefarshim who explain Yod al kais yudke means when there's a Jewish king, that means Hashem's arm is upon the throne. And that is when you can have a Muhammad, that's when you could practically root out a Malik. And basically telling the Jewish people when they're going to have this mitzvah of killing a Malik. Why does Rashi not take this more literal approach? And why does Rashi explain it's a shvur, it's a swear, as well? as what is the purpose of the whole elaboration in case Yudke about the missing letter here telling us how you know Hashem's name Hashem's throne is incomplete what's this all about the Rebbe explains a powerful idea how in truth it seems this entire Pasuk is unnecessary and extra why is Moshe deciding right here after this war to talk about the fact that forever we're always going to be fighting Amalek Maybe before the Jewish people go into Israel, that would be a more uh, appropriate time to tell them about the mitzvah of fighting Amalek. Why now? Therefore, there are literally some people who will say the word Vayemer here is not even referring to Moshe Rabbeinu. It's actually Hashem speaking, and it's a continuation to two psukim ago where it says, Vayemer Hashem al Moshe. Therefore, Ashley tells me no. First of all, Vayemer is Moshe Rabbeinu speaking. And the reason why it was so important to tell them this piece of information because it comes in continuation with the sin Ba'ozni Yeshua. Hashem says it's not enough to instruct the Jewish people to fight on Amalek, but they have to really understand. They have to be motivated. They have to recognize and realize who this enemy is and why is it so important to root him out. And the way Moshe Benu explains it is as long as there's literally one last Amaleki around, Hashem is incomplete, Hashem's name is incomplete, His throne is incomplete, Hashem has an eternal battle, an eternal hate for Amalek and therefore he's educating, he's motivating the Jewish people that they need to eliminate Amalek and that's why you can't say it's talking about the kings all the way later because if so, why is it important to tell them now? He's telling them no, from this moment, even though maybe technically you don't have the ability to actually eliminate them, but in your mind, in your heart, you have to get rid of Amalek every way possible. This fits beautifully with the Chesidshatite, where Yud K, we know, represents Seichel. Yud is Chachma, He is Bina. Vav K, that's Midois. What Amalek tries to do is make that disconnect between what we understand, what we internalize, what we know ideally, and what actually are practically the way we feel, the way we act. Amalek tries to cut that off. Therefore, as long as Amalek is around, there's only the Yud K. Mashiach comes and we have the combination. We're able to take the ideas, the thoughts of our mind, and really bring them down and live that way. We each have a wonderful day.